Section 17 of A Book of Giants. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Book of Giants by Henry Wisham Lanier. The One Good Giant, St. Christopher. Hearken to the tale in the Golden Legend of the giant Syrian, fair of face and spirit, who brought to the faith countless thousands of unbelievers before he fell a martyr in the persecution of the Byzantine emperor in the third century after Christ's birth. Never before or since did such a flower as this patron saint of all ferrymen spring from the seed of the giant that produced Og, king of Bashan, and Goliath of Gath. Christopher, tofore his baptism, was named Reprobus, but afterwards he was named Christopher, which is as much to say as bearing Christ, of that that he bear Christ in four manners. He bear him on his shoulders by conveying and leading, in his body by making it lean, in mind by devotion, and in his mouth by confession and prediction. Christopher was of the lineage of the Canaanites, and he was of a right great stature, and had a terrible and fearful cheer and countenance, and he was twelve cubits of length, and as it is read in some histories that when he served and dwelled with the king of Canaan, it came in his mind that he would seek the greatest prince that was in the world, and him would he serve and obey. And so far he went that he came to a right great king, of whom the renown generally was that he was the greatest of the world, when the king saw him, he received him into his service, and made him to dwell in his court. Upon a time a minstrel sang to for him a song in which he named oft the devil, and the king, which was a Christian man, when he heard him name the devil, made anon the sign of the cross in his visage. When Christopher saw that, he had great marvel what sign it was, and wherefore the king made it, and he demanded of him, and because the king would not say, he said, if thou tell me not, I shall no longer dwell with thee. Then the king told to him, saying, Alway when I hear the devil named, I fear that he should have power over me, and I garnish me with this sign that he grieve not, nay annoy me. Then Christopher said to him, Doubtest thou the devil that he hurt thee not? Then is the devil more mighty and greater than thou art? I am then deceived of my hope and purpose, for I had supposed I had found the most mighty and the most greatest lord of the world. But I commend thee to God, for I will seek him, for to be my lord and I his servant. And then departed from this king and hastened him, for to seek the devil. As he went by a great desert, he saw a great company of knights, of which a knight, cruel and horrible, came to him and demanded whither he went. Christopher answered to him and said, I am he that thou seekest. And then Christopher was glad, and bound him to be his servant perpetual, and took him for his master and lord. As they went together by a common way, they found there a cross, erect and standing. Anon, as the devil saw the cross, he was afeard and fled, and left the right way, and brought Christopher about by a sharp desert. And after, when they were past the cross, he brought him to the highway that they had left. When Christopher saw that, he marvelled and demanded whereof he doubted, and had left the high and fair way, and had gone so far about by so aspera a desert, and the devil would not tell him in no wise. Then Christopher said to him, 
If thou wilt not tell me, I shall anon depart from thee, and shall serve thee no more. Wherefore the devil was constrained to tell him, and said, There was a man called Christ, which was hanged on the cross, and when I see his sign I am sore afraid, and flee from it wheresoever I see it. To whom Christopher said, Then he is greater and more mightier than thou, when thou art afraid of his sign. And I see well that I have laboured in vain, when I have not found the greatest lord of the world, and I will serve thee no longer. Go thy way then, for I will seek Christ. And when he had long sought and demanded where he should find Christ, at last he came into a great desert to an hermit that dwelt there, and this hermit preached to him Jesus Christ, and informed him in the faith diligently, and said to him, This king whom thou desirest to serve requireth the service that thou must oft fast. Christopher said to him, Require of me some other thing, and I shall do it, for that which thou requirest I may not do. The hermit said, Thou must then wake and make many prayers. And Christopher said to him, I wot not what it is, I may do no such thing. And then the hermit said to him, Knowest thou such a river, in which many be perished and lost? To whom Christopher said, I know it well. Then said the hermit, Because thou art noble, and high of stature, and strong in thy members, thou shalt be resident by that river, and thou shalt bear over all them that pass there, which shall be a thing right convenable to our Lord Jesus Christ, whom thou desirest to serve, and I hope he shall show himself to thee. Said Christopher, Cert, this service may I well do, and I promise to him for to do it. Then went Christopher to this river, and made there his habitacle for him, and bare a great pole in his hand instead of a staff by which he sustained him in the water, and bare over all manner of people without ceasing, and there he abode, thus doing many days. And in time, as he slept in his lodge, he heard the voice of a child which called him, and said, Christopher! Come out and bear me over. Then he awoke and went out, but he found no man. And when he was again in his house, he heard the same voice, and he ran out and found nobody. The third time he was called and came thither, and found a child beside the rivage of the river, which prayed him goodly to bear him over the water. Christopher lift up the child on his shoulders, and took his staff, and entered into the river for to pass. And the water of the river arose and swelled more and more, and the child was heavy as lead. And alway as he went farther, the water increased and grew more, and the child more and more waxed heavy, insomuch that Christopher had great anguish and was afeard to be drowned. When he was escaped with great pain and passed the water and set the child aground, he said to the child, Child, thou hast put me in great peril. Thou weighest almost as I had all the world upon me. I might bear no greater burden. And the child answered, Christopher, marvel thee nothing, for thou hast not only borne all the world upon thee, but thou hast borne him that created and made all the world upon thy shoulders. I am Jesu Christ, the King, to whom thou servest in this work, and because that thou know that I say to be the truth, Set thy staff in the earth by thy house, and thou shalt see to mourn that it shall bear flowers and fruit. And anon he vanished from his eyes. Then Christopher set his staff in the earth, and when he rose on the morn, 
he found his staff like a palmier, bearing flowers, leaves, and dates. Christopher went into the city of Lycia, and understood not their language. Then he prayed our Lord that he might understand them, and so he did. And as he was in this prayer, the judges supposed that he'd been a fool and left him there. And then, when Christopher understood the language, he covered his visage and went to the place where they martyred Christian men, and comforted them in our Lord. And the judges smote him in the face, and Christopher said to them, If I were not Christian, I would avenge mine injury. Then Christopher pitched his rod in the earth and prayed to our Lord that, for to convert the people, it might bear fruits and flowers, and anon it did so. Here he converted eight thousand men. The king sent two knights for to fetch him to the king, and they found him praying, and durst not tell him so. And anon after the king sent as many more, and they anon set them down for to pray with him. When Christopher arose, he said to them, What seek ye? And when they saw him in the visage, they said to him, The king hath sent us, that we should lead thee bound unto him. Christopher said to them, If I would, ye should not lead me to him, bound, nay unbound. And they said to him, If thou wilt go thy way, go quit where thou wilt, and we shall say to the king that we have not found thee. It shall not be so, said he, but I shall go with you. Then he converted them in the faith, and commanded them that they should bind his hands behind his back, and lead him so bound to the king. When the king saw him, he was afeard, and fell down off the seat, and his servants lifted him up, and relieved him again. The king inquired his name and his country, and Christopher said to him, Tofore I was baptized, I was named Reprobus, and after I am Christopher. Tofore baptism a Canaanite, now a Christian man, to whom the king said, Thou hast a foolish name, that is to wit of Christ crucified, which could not help himself. How, therefore, thou cursed Canaanite, why wilt thou not do sacrifice to our gods? Christopher said, Thou art rightfully called Dagnus, for thou art the death of the world, and fellow of the devil, and thy gods be made with the hands of men. And the king said to him, Thou wert nourished among wild beasts, and therefore thou mayest not say but wild language, and words unknown to men. And if thou wilt now do sacrifice to the gods, I shall give thee great gifts and great honours. And if not, I shall destroy thee, and consume thee by great pains and torments. But for all this he would in no wise do sacrifice, wherefore he was sent unto prison, and the king did behead the other knights that he had sent for him, whom he had converted. After this he sent into the prison to St. Christopher two fair women, of whom that one was named Nicaea, and the other Aquilina, and promised to them many great gifts if they could draw Christopher to sin with them. And when Christopher saw that, he set him down in prayer, and when he was constrained by them that embraced him to move, he arose and said, What seek ye? For what cause be ye come hither? And they which were afraid of his cheer and clearness of his visage said, Holy saint of God, have pity on us so that we may believe in that God that thou preachest. When the king heard that, he commanded that they should be let out and brought before him, to whom he said, Ye be deceived. But I swear to you by my gods that if ye do no sacrifice to my gods, ye shall anon perish by evil death. They said to him, if thou wilt that we shall do sacrifice, command that the places may be made clean, and that all the people may assemble at the temple. 
When this was done, they entered into the temple and took their girdles and put them about the necks of their gods and drew them to the earth and brake them all in pieces and said to them that were there, Go and call physicians and leeches for to heal your gods. And then by the commandment of the king, Aquilina was hanged and a right great and heavy stone was hanged at her feet so that her members were much piteously broken. And when she was dead and passed to our Lord, her sister Nicaea was cast into a great fire, but she issued out without harm all whole, and then he made to smite off her head, and so she suffered death. After this Christopher was brought to fore the king, and the king commanded that he should be beaten with rods of iron, and that there should be set upon his head a cross of iron red-hot and burning, and then after he did make a stool of iron, and made Christopher to be bounden thereon, and after to set fire under it, and cast therein pitch. But the settle melted like wax, and Christopher issued out without any harm. When the king saw that, he commanded that he should be bound to a strong stake, and that he should be thorough shotten with arrows, with forty knights archers. But none of the knights might attain him, for the arrows hung in the air about him, nigh him, without touching. Then the king weened that he had been through shotten with the arrows of the knights, and addressed him for to go to him. And one of the arrows returned suddenly from the air, and smote him in the eye, and blinded him. To whom Christopher said, Tyrant, I shall die to morn. Make a little clay, with my blood tempered, and anoint therewith thine eye, and thou shalt receive health. Then by the commandment of the king he was led forth to be beheaded, and then there he made his orison, and his head was smitten off, and so suffered martyrdom. The king then took a little of his blood and laid it on his eye, and said, In the name of God and of St. Christopher, and was anon healed. Then the king believed in God, and gave commandment that if any person blamed God or St. Christopher, he should anon be slain with the sword. Then let us pray to good St. Christopher that he pray for us. End of section 17